Hello, everybody. Welcome to another BNB podcast. My name is BJ. My name is Mike. And this episode, we are minus the B and Brian. So, <laughs> so we're going to do a special music podcast today. Um, talk about today's music, old music, what got us into music, um, everything from from cassette tapes to a track to singles. <laughs> kind of like what this episode is. It's a little cut of just music, and we're going to talk about it, and then just see what goes on from there. I want to get into this Rapture Netflix music series. Yeah, I've seen that. I watched a couple of those previews. Yeah, so I watched a couple of them. They have like Logic has a episode, T.I., Nas, Dave East, uh, Rhapsody, some other artists that people probably don't know about. I've seen about a couple episodes. The Logic one is pretty cool. The Nas and Dave East one is, is good. It just kind of goes in, in depth of how they kind of came up and and became rappers and and how successful they are and and some some of them have been grinding for a long time just to get to where they're at yeah you don't realize that they've been doing the one i really loved was g easy because i hadn't i didn't know much about g easy he looks old like he looks like he's (laughs) like an old cat yeah but g been through some stuff i should say no probably so uh he's from oakland yeah which I did not know until okay, I, I knew that. that. Yeah, I did not know he was from Oakland. So <laughs> funny, they showed a picture of him with um, he had like uh, f- like braids in his hair, like Snoop Dogg back in the day on his prom. Okay, <laughs> a white boy with with braids. That's out Oaktown for That's you. That's out Oaktown, and he's real good friends with E Forty. Yeah, I heard about that. I think he's even had him featuring on a couple tracks. Yeah, every every album he has E Forty featured. That's on cool. Yeah, so um. But no, this is grind like through the the you know those dungy hip hop shows yeah. that you do try to get your name out there, handing out flyers and stuff, you mix tapes outside you know out of your trunk. See, that's what I used to love about that underground scene. Um, you know, when you go to a big hip hop show, there's like a stage, or even any show for that matter. There's a big stage. You're far away from the artist, you know. And we would we would when we would go to underground shows, you'd literally be like in a parking lot. Or an underground parking garage, and it's just like a—they're just on a foot, like a one-foot thing, and it's a stage, and they're like literally right in front of you, like you could touch them, you know. And they're just singing right to you, you know. I used to love that feel, you know. But it's—it's it's that grind, you know. They're just doing anything they can to get their name out there, you know. Yeah, no, it's true. One of my friends from high school I played basketball with—he um, became a rapper. And he had a group, and I went to see one of his shows, and I think it was OC. I think it was somewhere in Orange County. I can't remember what city it was. And I go in there, small little spot, mm-hmm. very small. Uh, not not that many people in there, but you know everybody was dapping him while he was rapping. <laughs> like he didn't care. Like you can you can put hands on to these rappers before they blow up and be big. And what do you cool. mean? What do you mean huh? dapping him? You know, give him a little pound. Little, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Dapping him, gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, a little ghetto slang right there. No, I just didn't know. I thought you meant like, don't like the kids do that dap thing or something like that? Where they... Oh, I don't even know what that is. I don't is. know. Where they put their arm out and they like put their head to their arm or something? Oh, shit. That's some, that's, is that some new shit? I <laughs> think so. So that's why I was kind of confused. I was like, how? I, I know. You, they're just pounding him. Yeah. Yeah, just give him pounds, though. Um, he actually told me to go on stage. I was like, nope. 
<laughs> I was like, I want no parts of that. I'm not trying to be the guy in the back, you know, the homie. You want to be the hype man? I ain't trying to be the hype man, you know? Oh, um, man. Like, uh, remember? Um, yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. Buster Rhymes hype man. Yep. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, He's always with him, though. When Buster, Flipmo Squad is the greatest. Um, uh, Spliff Star. Okay. Yeah, Spliff. Spliff was the big time hype man. I, I remember um, for um, Buster Rhymes. Oh yeah, see that's not where I thought you were going. I thought oh. you were going to talk about. Uh, remember that one time we went to we went to go see that show that one of your guys' friends was a promoter for. <laughs> I remember I was just thinking, we were talking about the grind and we we're talking about the shows, you know, and then oh. it was like literally at some bar, you know, with just a bunch of pe- white people there. They're like they're like doing rap, but one of those guys were good. I looked for him, Quincy Jones or something like that. Quincy Jones, huh? Yeah, he had a name like Quincy something, and he wasn't he wasn't that bad, you know. I was like yeah. kind of like, I, you know, you've seen potential in him, you know. Yeah, no, I forgot I forgot about that show. Yeah, that's that's another one of those shows like you start from there and you make it big, you realize how hard <laughs> where you came from just to get yeah. to where you're at. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I think that's the show where um, where Brian uh, was going to sell his uh, angel jacket to some lady for like a hundred some dollars oh i remember that <laughs> we were outside talking to those uh the rappers right yeah some of them yeah yeah so, yeah but um i guess one of the bouncers who we me and brian know from high school <laughs> talked her out of it said you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> to pay that much for that no i remember that so they even had like they even had dave east on there because like, i mean like mm-hmm. I, i'm not saying that he's not that good like I, he's not my style like i like some of his stuff but like yeah He's. I know. I looked at like how many albums he's got. He's got a lot of albums, right? Um, I think he has two like oh, okay, real man. albums. He got mixtapes, but okay. I like Davies. Davies can. I don't know. I, I I like his style. I like his lyrics. But it the the Dave East and Nas episode is like together because because Nas signed Davies on his record label. So, okay. So there's pretty much it's Nas and it's Dave East. Um, but speaking of Nas, did you ever see his um, live at the Kennedy Center uh, performance in DC, where they they had like like violins and all? They played all his classic songs when he performed them. It sounds familiar, but I don't oh. know if I've seen it though. Okay, you remember you said wifey likes PBS. Yeah, I think it was on PBS. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was on PBS. Um, and it aired like a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. he just did it. He just did it. It's it was so dope just to hear the the strings and, and playing all his classic songs. For, I think it was it was like a um, anniversary for Illmatic. Oh, nice! So I'm gonna it, have to go back yeah, and watch that then. It was real dope. I was like, man, that's that's cool to hear hear the sounds of a, like a real orchestra playing your music like that. Like, it was. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched uh, yesterday. Um, no, maybe last weekend we watched the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2017. Uh huh. There was a lot of good people that were nominated, you know, and they a lot of people, they gave it to Tupac, which I was thought was really surprising that they um, first of all that they haven't already did that. Yeah. That was really shock. And then um, Pearl Jam was another one that I was really surprised with. Um, I think we were talking earlier, and you said that you actually vote on them. I didn't know people voted on them. I thought there was a committee of people. Well, no, you. There's like a fan vote, I believe. Okay. So, so every year, I think the last two years, I voted, and they have like a list of people who are nominated for the be up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think you can only pick like five different artists or something. And there's like no genre. You're just talking about five period. Just five period or whatever you can. Oh. It could be rock. It could be country. It could be rap. It could be jazz. Whatever the nominees are for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they put a list and you could just click and vote. Okay. And yeah, that's what I said. I remember. I think last year, year before, I mean, I voted for Pac. I remember that one that time. I voted for Jackson 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 <laughs> Janet Jackson. <laughs> uh, I voted for her, and I think some other. Um, what's that band called? Was it Journey or Chicago? Yeah, Journey. Journey got it 2017. Yes, I did vote for Journey. Okay. Yeah, I remember voting for Journey. Yeah, well, there were some people on there. I was like, I ain't voting for them. I can't forget who they were. <laughs> I didn't like oh, so music. do they? Okay, so they give you a list then. And yeah, you they, vote on that. Okay, I thought you just gave five no. of your people that you thought should be in it. No, it's the list that's up for nomination that they that they give us the vote. Okay, yeah, you can pick whatever. Yeah, but um, so who else got in that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Just Pop um, and- no, it was ELO, which is like kind of like an old rock and roll band that's kind of like changed. A lot of their times over time, you know, like, like, you know, when you go to the 70s is a lot different from the 80s, you know, yeah. so they, they kind of graduated and done some stuff. There was also um, Joan Baez, which was like a real, um, or like a singer songwriter kind of girl, I think in the 70s. Uh-huh. Journey, like we talked about, Pearl Jam, um, Tupac Shakur also, and then they had a, um, it was really cool because uh, Snoop Dogg got to talk for him, you know, and it was cool because, you, you know, you you think about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and yeah. you see the audience, you know. And, you know, Tupac is, uh, not Tupac, but um, Snoop Dogg is one of those guys that can, you know, he can just talk to anybody, you know, and you know that they are going to understand him, even though it could be like the widest person, you know. Or yeah. The, it's, just, it's just Snoop Dogg, you know, he could do it. But when uh, then they started doing some rap songs, you know. Uh-huh. And they had like a little concert. They did like a little mix of like four of his songs, maybe even five. Yeah. And I was just looking into the audience, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, these poor people, you know, like some of these people, they don't even know what Tupac was or what any of his music, you know, and here they are, Snoop Dogg singing on it and stuff, but they kind of <laughs> softened it up because they brought Alicia Keys out first. Oh, okay. And she played the piano and she was singing, doing like a sing rap type of thing of Tupac songs, which was really nice. I really liked that, you know, so that was really cool. But um, yeah, Trench came out, he sang, T.I., Snoop Dogg, and there was some other guy I didn't know exactly who it was. I thought it was corrupt, but I don't think it was corrupt. No, maybe not. But um, I I don't want to get into the rumor mill, but I've been hearing this for too many years. I believe Snoop and and some of his people have something to do with Tupac's death. I've been hearing too much lately, and over so the years. So, what would that? Why, why would why would that be? Um. Well, I know one thing. Snoop's cousin had beef with Pac, um, for some reason, and I think it it boiled boiled over, um, to the point where, <laughs> I I guess supposedly he set up the shooting in Vegas. Wow. But. Like I said, that's rumors. But I've been hearing too much about Snoop has something to do with it for for some years now. I don't know if it's true or not, but if I keep hearing stuff, I'm I'm gonna start believing. Yeah. If if people are starting to talk now, but yeah, I don't want to get in the whole who shot Pac. Is he still alive? Is he in Cuba? <laughs> that's what people think. They thought he. They think he's in Cuba right now. 
Is yeah, that what they think he's at? Yeah, some people think he's in Cuba chilling right now. Well, good for him if he is. Yeah, I read something yesterday about Suge helped him get away with, you know, faking his death or something. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah no, nah, that's too much money. He wouldn't let that just walk away. <laughs> no. Yeah, so probably maybe t- right now or midnight, J. Cole's new album tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I watched a trailer on YouTube about it. I didn't know they were doing trailers for albums now. <laughs> well, everything's social media now. Everything's YouTube. Like, there's no more MTV, uh, we call it, <laughs> world premieres anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just telling Laura today. Um, I was like, you know, it would be so funny if uh, Carson Daly got his own YouTube by himself and just started doing, like, TRL again. Yeah. Well, TRL's back. Is know? it back? Oh, yeah. Um, the host, some some comedian, his name is DC Youngfly, and some oh, chick. That sounds familiar. And some chick. Yeah, I I, I watched it once. It's kind of whack. Yeah, I think somebody. I think that that market is completely open for somebody to do something like that on YouTube. You know, just even if they're just talking about stuff and then point you, even if they just point you to the link, you know, and then you go watch their video, and then come back or something. I could just totally see them. There's something like of a of that type of show, you know. Yeah, I, well, I think YouTube kind of killed those shows because you can, you can watch a music video whenever you want now. You don't have to wait for that show to come on to watch the videos. Remember, you used to wait for the show to come on so you can watch the music video. Yeah, you used to have to sit there with the cassette in there and ready to press record because you wanted to just even watch the video again. You know, like to to tape the video. I totally yeah. remember that. Yeah, because as a kid, I, like I didn't have cable until what uh, freshman year, I think. So I, I wasn't able to watch music video like mtv or bet so there was this show called pump it up yeah and yo raps on, yeah he used to come on channel 11 at 11 at night on saturdays oh no i don't think i know that girl was the host was d barnes the 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 one that yeah, dre, I know d- the one that dre slapped that eminem clowned him about in the um guilty oh, conscious song yeah <laughs> so I, me and my sisters, we would get the VHS tapes and we would record, and that's how we would record music videos, and we can watch them over and over again, whenever we we had a chance to. That's when I really got heavy into rap when I watched that show, because where I lived at, there was really no rap stations <laughs> to listen to. Oh yeah. So that's where I learned a lot, you know, the new artists. That's why I learned about Tribe Called Quest and and De La Soul and and Rakim and all them. Watching that, watching that video show, pump it up. That's that's like a local LA thing. Only people in the LA area would know about that show. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how things get passed on like that. You know, back in those days, like there was another. Um, I think in New York there was one like Sway. It's not Sway and Tech. You talking about the Wake Up Show? No, is it the Wake Up Show? The Wake Up Show was West Coast. They're from Oakland. No, which one? Oh, was it Oakland then? You've talk, the wake, are you talking about the wake up show with Sway and King Tech? I think, it, yeah, I think it, but but it's not Sway, it's not the Sway that's out right now, though, right? Yeah, that that's one, not, yes, yes, him. That's him. No, I'm talking about another one from New York then. there's It's a DJ oh, that they DJ. used to do. Yeah, and it was like a, but it was a pirate radio station, too. Okay. Yeah, I watched a documentary on it a little while ago, and, and it's funny because I totally forgot about that whole scene. Yeah. And I remember watching the show and they were doing a documentary of like how this guy got started and all this stuff. And they were just praising him, you know, um, and the, it was a DJ. And then they used to have a show and they would just basically do it on a college radio. 
and then they got out of college and then they got their own studio and they started doing stuff and they were like, you know, they were putting people on point. Like they would bring up like, remember grave diggers? Yes. Um, grave diggers was under Wu Tang, right? Yeah. 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 And then the Wu Tang clan would always come on and they would, yeah. you know, it was basically like a pirate radio station, but it got big. Uh-huh. And I remember I used to get cassettes of that. Yeah. And that was the way you had to pass them out. There was like, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't record. There was no internet. There was none of that, you know? So we would get decks of, or I would get CDs or cases of that, um, uh-huh. cassettes of that, and listen to it. And I just totally forgot about it. And then I watched this documentary. And these guys were talking. And I was like, totally just clicked in my brain. I'm like, oh, my God. These are the guys I used to listen to, you know? Like, every now and then I would, like, hear about other artists, you know? Yeah. It's just funny. That same thing that you were talking about, the pump-up show, you know? It's like the way you the way you find out about stuff is just crazy. And that's, like, one of the things I love about music, you know? It's like we're sitting here and I have that mistake our last podcast when I was talking about Thundercat about him being in um, social distortion uh-huh. and he's not even just social distortions. He's actually in suicidal tendencies. And um, just to come to find out, like you were telling me, he's like, but wasn't there the guy from Metallica was in suicidal tendencies. And it's just funny how like music takes you in all these different directions, you know, and it's like even just him himself, that's like an old punk band or that's a punk band. And then yeah. he's actually doing like jazz rap now, you know, and it's just like awesome, you know? Well, that's the one thing about musicians. Their their whole mind is not like just rap and just they're it's music. So yeah. whatever whatever hits their soul, they're gonna do. So yeah. a guy like Thundercat, you're thinking like he's probably I like rock, I like jazz, I like rap. He likes probably like everything. So that's pretty cool. I didn't. I would never thought that he would be in that in that, in that kind of group. Neither neither did I until like I we like I said we were just there and we just Googled him and found out you know Wikipedia man it's leads you all it's kind of like music leads you in all these different directions you know and sure enough i'm like what the hell it made me even like him more you know yeah but it's like even like dre you know like he goes back to his roots and grabs mm-hmm. beats you know that's how he started you know like um we were watching another documentary on just how music rap music was made and laura's uh-huh. like i know that beat i know that beat but it was just all old you know, um, soul music, exactly. Just all that old soul music. And she was like, well, do they know that? I'm like, but no, they don't, they don't, they know it because they were, that's what they grew up listening to. So they gravitate to that. That's what they know, you know? So they couldn't, they couldn't make music themselves, you Mm -hmm. know, for whatever reason, maybe not, maybe they didn't have the money, maybe whatever or whatever, but they made their own music and that's what they, that's what they knew. So they went back to that and made music out of old music, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to think about their parents, like my dad, um, the, the Motown, mm-hmm. you know, the Motown sound, those James Brown, all that old sound. They, Their parents probably were playing that when they were little kids. So when they got older, they're like, look, I can't play bass. I can't play drums. I can't play guitar. can't sing. But I remember these old sounds growing up. And mm-hmm. if, I, if I just tweak them and flip it, we can make a dope beat, rap over it. We got a record. And... I mean, real musicians look at that as like laziness, like no talent, but it's pretty hard to kind of flip an old record and make it, make it as, make it real good. And people actually going to want to listen to it. It's not that easy as they would think. Oh no, not at all. Yeah. Unless some of these, these new trap music producers nowadays, every damn beat sounds damn same on the radio. (laughs) I I know. And that's so hard too, because a beat is... A beat is everything, you know. That is, yeah. 
I mean, anybody can put. I don't. I, I don't want to say that anybody can put um, words down on paper, but yeah, you know, there's just something about both of those things going together and working so well. You know, like that's why I always find it weird sometimes how they say they put the beat to the lyrics sometimes. Well, yeah, because it, it, well, sometimes it can't. It's, it's the opposite. Sometimes. A person wants to hear the beat first, and then they'll see. That's what I beat. would think. Yeah, well, that's and how that, I would do it, you know, because then you're going to that tempo. But I guess if you got some, if you got some lyrics that just are just fly and they got to get out there, mm-hmm. I guess somebody could tweak it, and you, they got to tweak it to you too about that rhythm of the of yeah. the rhythm of the words too, you know. Yeah, I actually got some lyrics. <laughs> oh, do you? I, I've always, ever since I think high school, no, junior high, I. I started writing. I had notepads. Like I would just write, and I was I was very into poetry. See, that's then. see when I write, I I can write like that. Like I can write poetry and stuff, but I can't, and not even really that all that good. But I just I don't know something. Every now and then I'll just do that. Just sit there and just write for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was it was my therapy because I was a very shy kid. I didn't talk much, so I, I expressed myself through the notepad and the pen. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It was, it was something that I needed. And you still, you still do it now? Actually, I did about a month ago. I didn't, well, technology has changed. You can do it on your phone. <laughs> they got a little, a note, note app. Yeah. So I, I write stuff on there. And does I, it, huh? Does the note app that you have now though, does it, does it kind of like remind you to write though? No. I whenever I, f- I have a feeling and I, I'll just go to it. You go, I'm thinking of something. I'm like, I feel like writing something right now. Okay. It's actually tight, pushing a button right now, <laughs> as you say now. So, yeah, um, it's just a feeling. That's how it is with me. That's how me, that's how it is with me when I make beats. Um, if you guys didn't know out there, um, I made the intro beat. Uh, yes, we owe that to the first beat <laughs> for the podcast. Um, so I make beats here and there. I, I I dabble in the beat making. See, that's something I wish I I wish I did. I there's just I've always loved beats, you know. And I, I've looked at those programs uh-huh. and I get lost in them, <laughs> and I don't understand them all that much. And I end up feel like I'm end up making the same exact beat over and over again. But yeah. I always I that's nothing but respect for people that can do that. I, I'm not even the best. Um, I, nobody taught me how to use the program, mm-hmm. which I I use Fruity Loops. Yeah, I just messed with it and messed with it and figured out things and figured out how to take a sample, like get a sample from a song and put it in the program and then chop it up and cut it and and then put put drums to it and the snare and and maybe a bass line. I mean, it's it's cool. Um, I wish I I fell in love with it more because I don't know I, I get bored of it. And I, I don't want to get bored of it, but I do. And then months go by before I even try <laughs> again. So it sounds like it's kind of like you're writing. You know, you get exactly like you said. You know, you get mm-hmm. that you get that feeling, or you get mm-hmm. that drive, and you just end up picking it up and just doing it for a little while. Yeah, but see, that's like that's. I think that's art, though. You know, that's the way it is. Like yeah. I was in the art classes when I was younger, yeah. and like uh, throughout my whole high school. And junior high, uh-huh. I was like an AP art and stuff. And everybody was like, oh, you can do art for a living, you know? And I'm just like, I don't know if I'd want to do art for a living. You know, it's like something that I love to do. It's almost like an, uh, an escape. 
and I wouldn't imagine trying to do it like every single day to try to get paid for it, you know, it almost like would lose its like lose the desire to do it or the love for it, you know? That's a funny question because there's this guy at my work and he's very into computers. Mm-hmm. Very smart, knows his computers, you know, in and out. But he wouldn't want to do it for a job, he said. Yeah. Because he, he said he it's like a hobby. He likes doing it for fun. He doesn't want to get paid doing it. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I am I kind of understand that. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting paid making beats. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind that. I just wish I had that more passion for it so I can continue to do it more. Because sometimes I surprise myself. I'll play back something and I'll be like, wow, that actually sounds legit. You know, I'm like, that actually sounds legit. Like I can get, I can picture some rappers rapping on that thing right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's got to be nowadays with the website, there's, I, I'm almost positive. There's like one of those websites that you put a beat out there and people oh, there listen. Is. There is, right? Yeah, there is. Yeah. That's what I thought too. And they would pay you to do, to take their beat, you know, or to take that beat. Yeah. You can, you can post beats to sell. Because uh, a guy I work with, he um, he actually was a producer. And he actually, he's pretty good. He's a rapper now. His name is, uh, if he listens, I give him a shout out, A Classic. Um, a Classic, all right. Yeah, A Classic. Um, he, he would sell his beats. He'll make beats and he would sell them. And he, he'll be like, look, you can't be cheap on the producers. You know, if you want a beat, you're going to have to pay for it. And which mm-hmm. is understandable because some rappers want, oh, just give me some free beats. Like, no, producers got to get paid too. Yeah. Yeah. If you want this beat, you're going to have to pay. So, yeah. The music, music is, music, as a kid, music was everything to me. I'm I'm not, music doesn't drive me like it used to, but. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, you, I kind of lost that feeling for it, but as a kid, music was my everything. Do you think, though, it's something to do with either getting older, just period, uh-huh. or is it something to do with the fact that, like, now that it's everywhere and it's all at our fingertips and it's almost anything, it's almost like the, I don't want to say the hunt, but it kind of was a hunt when you had to go get the CD, mm-hmm. you had to go and get this, you had to, you know, I don't, I, I, I think maybe I, we were just younger then. Well, yeah, but... I just we we became adults and being an adult sucks because <laughs> we got other shit we got to take care of. Fucking Toys R Us. Why did Toys R Us have to close? We could have still been kids. You know what I'm saying? Playing with our GI Joes. <laughs> but but no, I, you know, going to the store and actually buying an album, and and waiting for the radio DJ to be like, we got a new song by such and such. Stay tuned. When people would say that you. Right now, you say we got a new song premiering. You go to YouTube, boom, it's out there already. You don't got to wait for the DJ. No anticipation. No. no Nothing's anticipation. built up. You know, I just looked at my phone right now. Mm-hmm. And J. Cole album's out right now. I can listen to it right now if I want to. Oh, shit. You know? Instead of waiting until tomorrow on release day, going to the store, <laughs> paying my $15, <laughs> ripping up that plastic, putting in the CD player reading the reading the cover and all the other stuff who produced it who's featured that's like, one thing i don't like that that's that that feeling like i have to go and now i have to google it to find out all that type of information oh that's true that's made me almost not really 
um, find out producers. Like I used to know producers, you know, Mm -hmm. like I don't, I don't know them that much anymore because I used to be able to look in the back and find out exactly who produced it, who was Mm -hmm. this, who did this, this, you know, and and now that's completely gone. Yeah. I I know you can find that out on the web, but it's just, it's kind of sucks. That was my whole thrill of, of seeing who produced every song on the album. Yeah. That's when I was really into like, I think it was like, well, I'm a junior in high school. When I thought about, I wanted to be producer. That was like my dream. Oh yeah. And every, every album who produced it, who produced it. That's how I figured out. That's how I figured about, you know, I already knew who Dre was and he was a producer, mm-hmm. but that's how I figured out about Timberland. Yeah. One of my favorites. Um, you know, the just blaze, the, um, who was, who was producing back then? Swiss beats, alchemist, um, alchemist, um, DJ Premier, um, just a, a few, a lot more. But like you find out, you find out. Oh, they produced such and such. Like when Slum Village came out, you know, you heard a rap group Slum Village with Jay Dilla. Oh yeah, yeah. He came out their their first album, Climax. Uh, oh, that that's the joint right there. Oh man, yeah. That's the man. So that that that. Um, oh, that album. That album. Um, I for, I can't believe I forgot the name. of I it. know it's killing me right now. Like it, it, <laughs> I like was killing myself to come up with climax. Yeah, but that album came out in two thousand. Are you kidding me? And one song that I loved back in the day was um, um, the one by Farside. Can't keep running away. That, that was Jay Dilla produced. Okay. I had no clue back then. Yeah, see, Jay Dilla was one of those guys that I just, I never knew. You know, yeah. George put me on point again with him, you know. Uh-huh. And, oh, man, I, I, you know, and it's the same thing. All the all the songs I loved, he was on it. He had he had his finger in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he produced a lot of stuff. And uh, he did a lot of stuff with a trap called Quest. Mm-hmm. And, but. How did he pass? He had some kind of. Cancer or disease? He had something. I forgot the name of it. Damn. Um, yeah, he passed way thirty-two, way too young, way Gosh. too young, way too young. And Could I didn't. You re- ma- huh? Could you imagine? You know, um, just imagine like J Cole and like J Dilla. You know. Well, J Cole used some of J Dilla's beats on his mixtapes. Yeah. Before, but that goes on to I think we wanted to talk about was seeing. Who would you want an old rapper with a new rapper today? He said dead, dead or alive. Yeah, and who would you want? Wouldn't even matter. Yeah, just yeah. A, just a dream feature, I guess. Yeah, and J Cole, J Cole was one I thought of, but it was J Cole and Tupac because J Cole, he kind of has yeah that, yeah I see what you're saying that that Pac feel, but not as not so hard and thug, but like that positive Pac. He does, and I would love to see those two to do a record if they ever could. Um, but um, Dilla, if he was still producing, he was so ahead of his time. His beat making, his sounds like nobody, nobody was making sounds like him back in the day. Mm-mm. No, man, nobody was making sounds like him. I have a funny collabo that I think would be hilarious. What? Um, Biz Marquee and Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> Vis Vis Marquis Shaq. 
Play the music with your mouth, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> nah, because those, those are two clowns, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Two clowns on the mic. Two clowns on the mic. That's yeah, I, I know. I, I wanted that that um, that conversation to start. And I don't even know. I, I'm totally racking my brain on who I would still even want together. It's like. <sighs> I'm trying to think. I, I mean. mean if if I want to go, like I would, I would like to hear, I would like to hear, um, Joey Badass and like Biggie Brooklyn Boys. Oh yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. You know, just just spitting, young Joey and and Biggie from Brooklyn, you like young talking, Biggie too. Yeah, talking about Brooklyn, you know. Oh, <laughs> that would be dope, you know. But some of the, a lot of those artists. They have worked with some of the new artists. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, I was even wondering, like, has Busta Rhyme and Twister ever did anything? Just because they have both weird <sighs> deliveries. They, I think they might have. Yeah, I want to say they have. I know that's not a newer, that's more older and older, but they're yeah. fluid. Like, I was thinking of, like, uh, delivery. Like, like, who's got some crazy delivery, old and new, you know? Well, I don't know if you remember way back. When Bone came out, Bone and Twister had beef. I didn't know that. About their flow. like who, Oh, that's right. Yeah, like who came out with it first and and whatnot. But Jay-Z used to rap like that before that. that I didn't was, know that. That was the style, like that super, you know, just super fast, tongue-twisting rap. Like like um, Daz FX. Mm-hmm. And... It was Twista and Bone Thugs, and that's how I remember seeing Jay Z before you knew Jay Z was. He was on that one show, Pump It Up, and it was Jay Z and some guy named Jazzo, some guy who brought him up in the rap game. He's a little bit older than Jay Z. Okay. And they had this song out, and I remember the song, and Jay Z was just rapping super fast, like way different than he was when he first when he came out with them, Reasonable Doubt, and that was the style back then, but. Yeah, I don't know. Jay Z, I I, I wouldn't want to see nobody collab with Jay Z though. Not really. I don't have that. Mm mm. No. I wouldn't think that. But yeah, that's that's crazy. I would like to see some R and B artists though. <laughs> yeah, that that where is that old collabo too of like that hard rap or hard rap with like not even hard rap but just rap with R and B just that mix that nineties era was so funny man. We were able to get away with so much, so much just different styles then though too because then you even had like you had like P Diddy's whole whole clan you know where they mm-hmm. were like some of them were softer and then some of them were grimier you know but it was just i don't know it all just meshed in some weird way you know yeah and r&b's dead eh? i think so because the okay who's out chris brown I mean, john legend i mean well john legend still does like traditional r&b as you can say like like most r&b they're like rappers when you hear their songs they're like sing rapping sing rapping they're pretty much but there's guys, there's like that young guy, Kyle. I don't know if you ever heard of Kyle. No, I never heard of him. Yeah, I think he does beats too. There's another guy that I like that I think does beats. Mm-hmm. You know, with the internet now, it's so there's so many people, you know. Way um, too many people. You heard of a guy named Russ? Yeah, Russ is, yeah, that white boy? Yeah, Russ is goat. He can Dude, sing He does and some rap. good beats, right? I yeah. think he does beats too. He does. 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like Russ. Yeah, but I I miss I miss the Jodices and the R. Kellys and the Boys and the Men and that whole it was okay to be soft back then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you can listen to you can listen to Tupac and then you can bust out some Jodeci and you'd be fine. Yep. No problems. Yeah. And that's the <laughs> You can't play R and B with your boy in the car now. Like back in the day, you can cruise with some R and B on it and be fine with it. You play R and B now, they're gonna be looking at you funny. Wait, what's <laughs> trying to do? Boy. Like, yeah. what? Why are you playing this soft stuff, though? Yeah, like, yeah. I remember like <laughs> sitting in the car listening to Usher with another yeah, guy see? singing "Drop Top." And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> see, seven o'clock <laughs> on the dot. Yeah, you can't do that shit no more. No, but see, that comes with the, like I think that same exact. Um, idea of where those guys that were doing that music were their parents were also listening to the Motown, the jazz, yes. all that type of stuff. So you could still be somewhat soft and then you could be listening to something soft and be hard mm-hmm. or mix them together. Cause it's just like, that's what they listened to. But then they grew up in this, in a, in a state of like, you know, being around gangsters or whatever the case may be, you know, yeah. or have to be a little bit harder you know, but they still had those roots, you know. And then nowadays, it's like the R and B's kind of that. That's you know, all those mu- all that music. I mean, for us, I think it's still somewhat mixed there because we had that in yeah. the nineties. Uh-huh. But uh, I think these kids nowadays, nobody was. Th- I mean, no, like you said, there's no R and B. There's no, no none of that stuff. I mean, everything is like it's a mush pot, and it's and it's awesome because you can have everything kind of like all be one thing but not even know exactly what it is you know it's like this sing rap but he's singing about some gangster stuff or some hard stuff and then he's singing right after that and yeah. it's a good mesh but i just have a problem <laughs> well with the r&b it's so it, it's so blatant like it's just like it's, i don't know give me head on the freeway or something i was gonna say that it's like graphic right yeah, yeah it's just like damn like really <laughs> like you can't you can't be like I'll take you, it's like some stuff you used to be able to listen to with your mom in the car you know and not like you necessarily want to but you know it's yeah. not anything too too crazy you know yeah but there was some stuff in yeah, now that I'm thinking about it there was some, some peaches and cream peaches oh yeah that's some good stuff man yeah, 112 112 <laughs> oh yeah, and, um, puffy next, you know puffy next? Oh, yeah oh, next yeah. were great man yeah where were they from before Next? Were they always Next? Next, Next, uh, they were under 90 by Nature, I think, um, found them out. Oh, um, man. One, the, the DJ from 90 by Nature. So that sound, when they uh-huh. first came out, I, I know it kind of sounded like the DJ from, from 90 by Nature who produces, I think his name is, I'm, I'm not going to mess up his name. I, I forgot. Yeah, but he, he, I think he found them, and he, that sound when he first came out it was kind of like that naughty sound, but an R and B little swing to it. Mm-hmm. So, but no, next was dope, and that that's, <laughs> I would tell a funny story. So you know, you know the um, the song "Too Close" by Next. Yeah, and basically they're talking about a boner, right? Yeah. So this girl in high school loved the song, right? <laughs> and. We, <laughs> And so, and so she was kind of innocent, and I was like, one one of my friends was like, "Do you know what that song's about?" She's uh, yeah, just dancing close and getting close. She's like, "No, it's about a boner." 
And her face, you should have seen it. Her face just was like in shock that it was talking about a boner. Oh, he ruined <laughs> that song for that girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so some people don't still don't know. I don't know if they knew what they were talking about. I mean, we, we knew. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? <laughs> how could you not? Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would be funny if some people like we wanna um we wanna go see Boys to Men live now and just, just before yeah. they're done, you know. Well it's only three of them now, which sucks. Yeah. The 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 deep voice guys, not there anymore. <laughs> Is he just not he's not that he passed or anything, right? No, he's just not part of the group anymore. Oh, okay. Which I don't know. Well, he didn't sing anyway. He just did the whole deep voice thing. <laughs> you know, he they did the, they had the classic like nineteen fifties that had the one guy with the deep voice. Yeah, the oop. Yeah, so doop. But they, you know, they had good harmony. Nah, harmony. they were good, man. Yeah, I saw Brian McKnight uh, live at, mm-hmm. uh, a couple years back. He is funny. Like comedian when he performs, like really his, between his songs, very funny guy, and he can he sings just like it was on record. He's a phenomenal performer. Oh man! And you know he he plays the piano, so he, like he's it's a if you ever go want to go see um a a, a good R and B show, go see Brian McKnight. Was was he a producer of something before? He or did he, he get did he do that after like he got kind of big? Okay, my my uh, good friend in high school, Joe, he was in jazz band, uh-huh. and so he was really, that's how I got into jazz from him, listening to him, hanging out with him, and then he went to go play jazz in, in a band in college, at the college okay. jazz band. So I've seen him perform a couple of times in, in jazz. He, he, he let me know that Brian Knight, before he became solo, he was in this jazz, like, kind of... I don't know if it's like a doo-wop kind of singing, but he had a group and they sing kind of different. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I would never thought, cause it sounded kind of weird. Like that, that's not Brian McKnight, but his range is, you can tell why he, he, he came up in the music biz learning different ways to sing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, what made him great as a solo artist when he finally, but no, he's writing songs for people, you know, um, Produce music for people, especially because he can—he's a great piano player. So, yeah, he's—he's he's real good. Yeah, all those good guys like Seal. Remember Seal? Oh, Seal, kiss from a rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seal was great. Uh, you like like Guy? Guy used to be like one of my favorite groups back in the day. To with Teddy oh, Riley. Oh yeah. Yeah, Guy. Um, and um, see, my dad loved some Key Sweat. Yeah, well, like when he first came out, like he would bump. See, my dad was funny. He would bump. Body all over my <laughs> yeah, he would bump old school Motown coming home from work or down the street from the store. Like we were bumping rap. He'd be nice. blasting that. You know he's home because you can hear it. <laughs> you hear him down the street. I'm like, yeah, talk to my sister. Oh, dad's home. Dad's home. <laughs> yeah, he blasts his music. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was one thing I always did. I was like, if I got a new car, I'm I'm waiting a little bit, and I'm going to go get a, a sound system. Yeah, they don't do I, that no more. Nobody cares about sound systems like that no more. I I do. I mean, uh, I don't yeah. put I don't put speaker like I don't no. put like a bass in there. Come on, the two fifteens in the back in the trunk where you can't even put groceries in there. <laughs> yeah, 
You remember those days? Yes. I I, <laughs> I had a little Ford Ranger single uh-huh. cab, and I had two tens in the back of it, and there was nothing but seat. There was no, you didn't have anything in the back. It was just seat and then speaker. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got my Ford F-150, and I put three, 50, three tens in that one. Damn. And then I think that was pretty much it. But every other car after that, I've replaced all the stock speakers. And I'm a sucker for JBL. Okay, um, JBL. Good speakers. Yeah. And I I, I basically, any car I get, I at least replace all the stock speakers with something. Okay. Just try to do something better because I got to have sound. That is just something. (laughs) No, I feel you. Yeah, I'm not that much of an audio head where everything's got. But if I, the one place I'm going to be at a lot, I've it's my car, and I want it to sound good. But I don't put no bass. But I think I might want to put bass. Put put the two twenties back there, though. Just just one ten, one ten will do now. Because I do. I'll I'll still be, I'm still that guy that like I'll uh, come home after the gym or something like that. I only got like a short little ride from my my gym right here, but I'll stop yeah. and get um, the mail. Uh-huh. And I'll like after I get out of the gym, I always put like I have a, a rap mix on um, on this app that I got. And it's called Yo Raps. Yeah. So I just put all my old rap, you know, and I just roll down the windows and let the kids know, like, hey, this is what it used to be like. You know, this is the old, rap, you know, Dad's Effect comes on, you yeah. know, all that old, all that old good stuff, you know, Naughty by Nature, Public Enemy. Is your windows rattling? Not rattling, but they're down. You know, I still live. Still, I still got to show my face in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's not like when I was a punk kid, man. I used to be rolling down the neighborhood. I mean, I'll, I'll hear some punk kids bumping some rap, picking up some somebody, you know, around here. Yeah. I'm like, what are those kids doing? And I'm just like, oh my god, I'm that guy now. <laughs> the old guy, huh? Get off my lawn. I know. <laughs> yeah, you always you always knew who had the the dope sound system when you sit in the back seat. And you couldn't breathe because the bass yeah. was so much. Yeah. Oh man. Vibrate your back. Yeah. You just like. <laughs> I had a I had a buddy man. Um, he had a Dodge Durango RT. You know, that's like a really fast big motor car. And then he must have had four fifteens in the back. Uh huh. And we would bump religiously. Um, Dead presidents, um, hip hop, right? Hip hop, dead presidents by Jay Z. No, 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 the dead press. Sorry, dead press. Oh, dead press, hip hop, yeah, and that, that bass, bass, and that. Oh, oh, yeah. If you ever want to test a car's bass, <laughs> it is that song. So every single time I'd get a system, ever since then, when I'd get a system, that would be like one of the ones I would listen to first and be like, all right, yeah. Yeah, that dead press. Yeah. It was funny as I, before we started the podcast, you know, getting back, got my truck. And um, my sound system in my truck sounds better than my new car. And I'm wondering, because my car's older, so my truck is 2006, they were maybe a little bit more about sound back then on mm-hmm. cars compared to the now. Now they just want you to have Bluetooth and a backup camera. They're not. I don't think they're too worried about how much bass or the sound of the music is in cars nowadays. Oh. I think they emphasized it better back then, the sound of music, because that's what people liked back then. You know, they wanted to get in your car and have a, a bumping sound system. 
Yeah, no, yeah, definitely did. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, now I think I only have like a maybe a six speakers in my car. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that's yeah. Remember you used to put tweeters. I I never upgraded in my cars. I, oh I no, a, I had an old Buick. <laughs> I could have, but I was like, eh, I don't know. See, I my first car had no radio. Oh shoot. Yeah, no radio, no AC, you know, Nasty Nate. She didn't have, or he didn't have nothing. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, you had to really like the person you were in the car with if you were going <laughs> to roll with it without having a radio. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, it was, the, it was I was the first guy to get a car in our, in our friend, in our little group of friends. So uh-huh. we were in that, we were all jumping and piling in that car like it was a Lexus, you know. Granted, I would get like a tape deck. Yeah. And I would like it was like a tape deck with a speaker on it, so it was like a Walkman and it had a speaker on the back of it. And I would just hang it on the uh, the rearview mirror, and we would just put cassettes in there and play it, you know. Or we put a boombox in the floor, you know. But uh-huh. oh man, that car was so funny. Damn, you, I always told mean- myself if I got rich or something, I'd go and buy that car again. Get the boombox. No, the I would. I would do it the same exact way. That's funny. You remember the Walkmans where you had to put the tape in the tape deck because you didn't have a CD player? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So remember I, we used to be able to flip to the B side real fast by hitting the flip button. Yeah. Yeah. I those oh, what kind of radio did I have? I was so happy when I got a radio that had a mic port on it. Oh. Because not 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 too many radios had where you can put a plug a mic in there, and it wasn't like. Um, yeah, it was like a normal size, the the bigger size mic adapter that you would plug like a guitar in or something. Yeah. So <clears throat> when I was about well, 11, 12, uh, me and my uh, childhood friend, uh, Jacob, we would um, we wanted to do like a radio show. Right. <laughs> so you mean a podcast? Uh, well, well, back then, we didn't know what the hell podcast was. <laughs> so. What I would do was, I would plug in my my headphones into the microphone port, mm-hmm. and I would break the you know the headphones that 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 look like freaking. Um, oh God, you're doing exactly what I think. What I was gonna say too. Yeah, you nope. break the headphones you and break the with headphones. the foam, and you you it would turn into a mic. Yeah, give one to him, and I have the other. Yeah, a lot of people don't know it could reverse <laughs> like that. Yeah. So he would talk out of that the the right one, I'll talk out of the left one. And we would record on my tape deck in my room and we'd do like a radio show. We would talk talk shit about the girls in our class. <laughs> <laughs> talk about who's hot in the class, what, what boy that we hate, who sucks at sports, who we want to beat up. I remember those things. We, Honestly, back then, me and my friend Jacob were kind of mean. I, I I think we're bullies, honestly. But that was you guys were probably that way, just amongst yourselves, though. Or maybe you were a bully. No, we kind of talked a lot of shit for little kids back then. The people. I oh, two up. people. Two even, people. Even, oh, no. Okay. We're, that's why I said I I think as I look back at it, we're kind of like bullies. Yeah, we we talked a lot of shit <laughs> to people. <laughs> Yeah. That's not nice, BJ. I know. So I, I'm glad I got on that stage, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that. I'm not that way anymore. Jacob's a bad influence on you. Yeah, he was. Though. He was from. He was from Casablanca, homes. Oh damn. Hey, that's where he moved from. Him and his older brother. They're from the Casablanca area, Riverside, and 
But hey, he Riverside's cool. hard, man. There's a lot of Some hard is, people yeah. in Riverside, man. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. But they were cool, cool Mexican family, you know. I was always over there, but yeah, we were, we were pretty bad. Breaking breaking windows of vacant houses in the neighborhood. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I remember doing that. We were like Dennis the Menace, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> doing a lot of bad shit around there. But it was fun. That's child, though. You know, everybody does stupid stuff when they're little. That's what's growing up, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But what's up with this uh, MERS? Okay, so yeah, he came out with this album. Um, it's very different. Uh, I haven't really listened to MERS in a while since he was actually doing some stuff called Felt, which was like a group with him and Atmosphere. Oh, okay. Um, they would do like a collab, and I love their stuff. You know, it was really funky and stuff. But Merz yeah. kind of, I guess he went through a lot of shit that I didn't know about this year or last year. You know, he had a divorce. Yeah. Um, he got with a new woman, I believe, and then they got pregnant, and then he had like a they had a miscarriage, or the I think the baby might have been born stillborn or something. Ooh, yeah, sad. like real bad. And so he just does this album, you know, and he just. Kind of like that that Chris Rock thing that I really enjoyed. He just lays it all out on the table and he just raps. You know, it was almost like you could totally tell it was like therapeutic for him. You know, uh-huh. but uh, it was good. I it, I haven't listened to Murs in a long time and I really like that album. He just dropped it. It was really good. Okay, I gotta check that out. I know Murs does like a little YouTube thing. Yeah, uh, we were talking about that in yeah, past yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, I haven't listened to any other ones. I gotta watch another one of them. Yeah, Murs. Murs. I can't remember. Last I heard Murs for the first time like a couple years ago. I didn't even know he was with the, what was that group he was with back in the day? Living Legends. Yeah, I didn't even know he was part of that group. Yeah, part yeah. of Living Legends. And I think he grew up half in half in the Bay and half in L.A. Kind of like Too Short. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember Too Short was was I L.A. Th- and then like I think he was fourteen, he moved to the Bay. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was yeah. originally from L.A. Yeah. So. Too short, baby. I'm so hard. Fuck yep. these bitches on the boulevard. <laughs> so simple, short. like nursery rhyme rap. Yep. So good. So good. People loved it, man. Oh, yeah. People still to this day. Too short. He, he'll he never be a lyricist, but like he just his the way he sounds and his flow, just everybody loves Too Short. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys all hanging in here on this uh, music one that we did, this little single. Um, we're missing our B, but next <laughs> next week it'll be back, right? He should. If not, I'll put him in chokehold and make him do it. And we'll do <laughs> the singles too. <laughs> <laughs> singles too. Nah, he'll be back next week. He's a little occupied, but um, yeah, I don't know if... I do have a pick of the week, though. We still oh, you do, pick. huh? Yeah, we still could do a pick, which... Uh, I got one, too. Which mine is a website that I came across a couple months ago. It's called jclub.com. Um, if you want to find a lot of cheap stuff um, from jewelry, clothes, um, bedding, um, anything, it's a legit site. They have good, good prices. I bought some new bed sheets. You know, mines were getting kind of old. I had I'm getting holes in them. You know, they're getting worn out. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I need, I need new bed sheets. So I picked up two sets. They got delivered in a week. I love them. And J Club, uh, thank you. You know, 
So it's not just bed sheets, and it's it's basically like oh. a curated site. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of stuff. Um, okay, you know, electronics, travel, like just a bunch of random different stuff for like cheap, very cheap, um, even okay. cheaper than than Amazon and on some things. They don't, don't sell know. like a lot of stuff like Amazon does, but the stuff they do sell, I I think they're cheaper than than Amazon. Okay, I'll have to yeah. take a look at that. J yeah. Club. J Club. Well, mine is an app that I got on my phone. It is Acorn, um, which is basically kind of like remember maybe a couple of years ago some banks were doing that like round up to the nearest dollar. Yeah, and they would throw it in your savings. Mm-hmm. I haven't really heard that my bank doesn't do it. Any of the banks that I had don't do it now, but this app does it for you. But basically, what it also does is it rounds up. You could also set up any type of monthly. Um, thing where it's like hey i want to just put 100 bucks away every single month regardless so it puts that away also but it it puts it into a stock market oh so you're actually when you're doing that you and then you could set the degree of like i want something moderate want something mild or i want something aggressive Mm -hmm. but it's basically just taking all that stuff and then it it just moves into there and then it also invests it so you know you just putting a little bit of money away you know it's really just not going to add up for savings but if you keep on doing it over a long period of time it could help out a little bit like we're, we've been doing it for maybe about maybe about five months, and we're almost like six hundred bucks. And it's just I don't wow. even think about it, you know. Yeah. So are they automatically taking like a hundred, or just your loose change goes straight to the loose change? So like, say you spend a buck fifty on on a uh, on something, it'll uh-huh. it'll round, it'll make that buck fifty to two dollars, and that yeah. fifty cents will go to Acorn. And then you can set it up where, like, right now I just have it where it just automatically does twenty bucks. No matter what, no matter if I spend anything or not, yeah, it does twenty bucks, and then it does all my roundup also. Damn, that's yeah. you know that's that's a pretty good app. I'm gonna have to check that out because I have a problem saving, and that might be a good way for me to save and and invest too. As you well, saving yeah, saving's rough. What I've always heard, and I I need to do it myself, is they say we all work and we work to pay our bills. Pretty and much. that's it. You know, you, you got to pay your credit card. If you got credit cards, student loans, house, mortgage, car payment, insurance, all this stuff is all your all your money that you make that you work hard goes out. They say what you should do every single time you get a paycheck is pay yourself too, and, okay. they, and that's a way of thinking about it. So you pay yourself like right now we do twenty bucks or forty bucks. Me and Laura every single time I get paid we do twenty twenty. Me and her. And we just, the first thing we do is we just put it away. Yeah. And it's nothing. It's very simple. It's not a lot of money, mm-hmm. but it's just like, that's the first thing I do is I, when I deposit a check, I take out 40 bucks and we put it away like in a safe that we have at the house. So, okay. and then I, I totally like go back in there and I put, I look at the money. I'm like, how did it come up to this much money? It's just so simple. It's just a little thing. You don't even see it. it doesn't really hurt you. But if you just do it every single time and it, it helps, I get paid every week, but yeah. It, it just adds up, you know, and it's just really weird. So I've always heard that about pay yourself first, which I thought okay. was kind of cool. It made sense, you know. It's like, hey, we work hard to pay all these other people. No, nah, that's true. Now I know why how you guys take all those damn trips all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got on this. Yeah, yeah. We we were able to. We were able to pay all our credit cards off, all our debt, and uh-huh. so that was one thing that we did that was that totally helped us out completely. I listened to a guy by the name of Dave Ramsey. Yeah. 
Well, I'll, I'll, I'll steal Brian's pick. Um, Dave Ramsey. I watched a lot of YouTube videos about him, and he's just a financial guy that doesn't believe in credit, doesn't believe in all that stuff. He believes in saving money and buying something yeah. with the money that you save. You know, why why use somebody else's money and owe them more than what you bought? So that's his whole thing. And it's very hard to live his exact lifestyle Yeah, about he wants you to not put a car on finance. He wants you not to buy it, like put a house on finance. He wants you to pay for that cash, you know? Cool, right? Yeah. Not the house is my, he wants you at least to go in like 50%, uh-huh. but the car, he's always like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? That's hard to live by, you know, but oh, yeah. I take a little bit of his pieces and I use them and I implement them in there. And that was one of them was our debt. You know, we had student loans, we had credit cards from just being young and dumb. Yeah. And, um, yeah, about, Two before the wedding, we got on the program where we were just like, we're just gonna pay off everything. And sure enough, we did, we I, I had like a two year plan that I thought I was gonna take. We literally did it like in like nine months. Damn. And we were both just completely amazed. It was just like we were focused. We were we were just putting all our money into it, and it worked. And it was just like we got completely out of debt. We didn't have anything. There was nothing, and we just realized how much money we were spending on everything. That's one thing too is budget. Got to put a budget, guys. Yeah, that's true. Written yeah. budget. It's hard. It sucks, but you just to see where all your fucking money goes. Yeah, well, I didn't you, know this was turning into financial hour too. Well, podcast people, we got financial advisor Mike here. Yep, uh, yep, yep. <laughs> if he needs his assistance, you can reach him. <laughs> reach me at five five five. Do not call me. Yeah. Well, that's going to. But you could email us, email us, or you could. <laughs> Um, hit us up on Instagram. <laughs> yes, Instagram at BNB Podcast Financial. <laughs> <laughs> That's just BM Financial. Oh, BM. <laughs> uh, you big money, up, big money financial. Big money financial. <laughs> you want to get paid? Come to Big Money Financial. Straight cash, homie. And I'll uh, spend your money. <laughs> But um, that's going to end our special music edition podcast. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on our social sites. Follow us on iTunes. Re- listen to the podcast there. Review us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BNB Podcast 3. Instagram B.M.B Podcast. Um, listen to the podcast also on the website BNB Podcast.podbean.com and on Facebook on our fan page. Me and B podcast, and um, I think I am going to be putting up a uh, poll question in the next couple of days because uh, we haven't had one in a while. Um, if you guys have any ideas for a poll question, please uh, comment and let us know. Yes, so that's it, and we will see you guys next week. That concludes the program, and we will be back to our regular scheduled program next week. <laughs> Peace.